1: Hey friend-o, Steve here. Hey, Larson. On today's going in Raw news beef, we're going to talk about the latest on where SummerSlam will take place, The Rock buying the XFL. We review the worst pay-per-view ever, Talking shop mania and preview tonight's Raw. But first, news broke over the weekend that the WWE has plans for a new draft. Larson, what's in the news?
2: What's in the news? Well, it hardly seems like it's been a year. It has been. It's been about ten months. Since WWE held their last draft around the time SmackDown moved over to Fox. Oh, and what a fun
1: time that was, man. You had the the big robot from Fox Sports. Cletus, man.
2: Cletus. Cletus.
1: And then the USA team, like with Crisley in there doing the draft. That was fun times. Anyways, I'm that sorry. Was fun.
2: Anyways, yeah. So, according to Fightful Select. Go subscribe to Fightful Select. Yeah. It's great. Uh, it sounds like WWE may have another draft in the works, but who knows when it'll happen. Who? Fightful is reporting that, quote, a draft was originally set for the end of August. Before being moved to September, after it was set for se- September, it was moved to August, then back and forth again. Fightful also notes that they have yet to hear any concrete plans uh, for when the, what the drafts are, draft is currently, uh, when it may happen, what brands may be involved. Only that, quote, plans have changed numerous times. That is a constant theme
1: inside WWE. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, a little bit later because apparently today plans have been changing left and right. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is this is kind of mildly interesting, I guess. I mean, you know, you got to figure. One thing I read over the weekend was that Paul Heyman really was like when it came to the draft, him and who was in was was Bischoff like Bischoff didn't have anything to do with the SmackDown draft, the SmackDown end of things, did he? Yeah, that's weird. Think so. Because so. wasn't he the executive director at the time? I thought he was. I thought that he was. might have been. It, it might have 24. been towards the tail end of his tenure, though, too, because he wasn't yeah. there very long. Yeah, that could be. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Now with Heyman out of the picture, it'll be interesting. This going to be basically Vince and Bruce sort of figuring out, you know, who, especially with the uh, some high-profile, you know, wrestlers that are missing, Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns. Um, I mean, each of those are obviously on different brands. But then there's the potential that Seth Rollins might leave at some point to yeah. go, you know, be a dad or mm-hmm. to help Becky Lynch prepare to be like parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's like, you know, I don't know. I can, well, How do you feel like the 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 roster shake out now in terms of. Parity in terms of being even, I think they actually shake out pretty decently.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't think the, the, there, there's, there's anything wildly uneven about how the rosters are, are shaped now. Um, how much of this delay and postponement and schedule changing has to do with hoping for fans to be back versus uh, just waiting enough time, you know, since the last draft to elapse before doing a roster reshuffle uh, again? Who knows? I would suspect they would prefer to have. Draft episodes in front of fans, so you have you know someone come out. Such and such has been drafted this brand. They come out, something happens. I guess I don't know. Maybe they have some NXT uh, aspect involved in it. We don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, right now it just sort of I don't know. It, it seems like things are just I don't know. I don't know how much like a draft is gonna like yeah like when a new a new face shows up, there's nobody there to pop for it. There's but if no... you wanna if you want to pop TV ratings, you, you build up to a draft and people are like, oh, who's gonna go where? Well, let me ask you that. So like that's yeah. I I am actually pretty pessimistic at this point that really anything can pop ratings. I just don't know what'll do it. Like it's just WW without fans, especially like WWE's product, it's just it feels weird and like it just feels like it's the, they're in this black hole of like, you know, it's like, yeah, I can still be entertained by SmackDown. I can be relatively entertained by a decent Raw Uh NXT still kind of feels the same. I'm a big fan of NXT, but they're filming at the same place and Full sale is never like a big, huge capacity place anyways. Um, So I don't know. I don't know if it, if it would pop ratings like it, it comes down to like you need decent stories. Well, and, I think
2: it's a situation where you get you, you build it up, you have pop readings for a week. You want to tune in to see who's going where, but after that's all done, nothing's gonna be maintained. And yeah, it's not gonna be like going from 1.8 to three. Go from 1.8 to if they're lucky two. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's not gonna be a
1: substantial increase, and it's not gonna be uh, maintained. But you know, the, the, they're looking for something to get the numbers up even short term. Here in chat, the Mayor Pete says, Rock, Austin, and Mankind coming back and wrestling full-time with pop ratings, maybe. I was watching, a, I don't know, somebody posted a clip of uh, there was a, a mixed tag match from the Attitude Era, The Rock and Lita versus Triple H and Trish Stratus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was thinking to myself, I was trying to visualize. I was trying to visualize what it would look like, those guys. Because I know you're a big fan of the Empty Arena match uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. like the 19- mm-hmm. I always hated that match. I always thought I always thought it was so bad. Because, like, of the lack of fans. And that's my point of reference for when I think, okay, what if this did happen back in the Attitude Era? What if they try to do this in the Attitude Era? And you just have Rock coming out there and and Triple H. And back then, even more so than today, the fans really were another character. Oh, yeah, they definitely were. They definitely were. It was like the enthusiasm was off the charts. Everybody brought signs. It was just they were part of the show. And I think, man, even with that level of talent, like this, shows would kind of suck with the the way it is now. You know, it's just it's just a crappy way to produce wrestling. Without it's not ideal. No. You just have to, you just have to get creative
2: with it. That's your you know. So that's why we see cinematic matches these days. Mm-hmm. Is them just trying to uh, get out of the rut of presenting wrestling as normal under uh,
1: circumstances that are not normal. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they're waiting for for fans. Maybe they're gonna do it like you said, just to shake things up and. And uh, maybe see what new matchups because yeah, I understand it has been ten months. Uh, you know the matchup scene. I mean, one thing I think they really need to fix is their tag team division. Um, they honestly should just like do the same thing they do with that that they do with the women is just have one tag across team brand, championship yeah, I know. across brands, like. Yeah. Like like SmackDown is a complete joke. You got the Usos; one of them is injured. You got uh, uh, they never really treat heavy machinery as a tag team, even though I get no. the feeling that this Friday will probably get a match because yeah, the Miz Lucha and Morrison House thing. Party are on
2: and off on a far too regular basis. Um, New Day, uh, at least one of the members is 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 hurt. Mm -hmm. I've yet to hear anything whether Kofi is actually
1: hurt or just taking time off. In kayfabe, Kofi is, and and Biggie obviously is on a singles run right now. Yeah, so so. it's like, man, I kind of feel like they just need to do that, but you know, it it is what it is. Um, so yeah, that'll be kind of interesting. Also, kind of interesting. Just today, before we went live, uh, Gary Cassidy from I believe he does sports uh, work for Sports Kita, Mm -hmm. um, is uh, reporting that today's TV tapings are a total mess. What a surprise! He, he tweeted this out. From what I've been told, today's WWE Raw is apparently, quote, totally unprepared, and there's chaos from the top. Two shows are being taped, when the first with the first is changing on the fly, while the second is still apparently incomplete. Apparently, there's a lack of leadership and a lot of stress due to the indecisiveness. I've been told, quote, the shows will happen in air, but there's no attainable goal of quality because everything is decided under the pressure cooker of it all coming down to the very last minute. Also, quote, one more exact quote. Vince's mood is described as volatile as a result of the indecisiveness and chaos of today. One last note there from the Wrestling Observer himself. Dave Meltzer seems to affirm this report, says uh, tweeted this out. A quick note. This is accurate. Very chaotic today. So let me get this right. Vince's mood is volatile
2: as a result of indecisiveness. Well, who's being indecisive? He calls the shots. Uh, now,
1: is he, is,
2: is he indecisive because he's volatile?
1: Or is he volatile because he's indecisive? <laughs> it's a chicken and the egg. Uh, Gary Cassidy also tweets this out. He says, I should add, I've lost count how many consecutive weeks I've been told there's chaos, multiple rewrites, et cetera, going into Raw and SmackDown. And, of course, the show always goes on. However, the stuff I've been told about, What's going on today seems even wilder than usual. Yeah, I mean, we've heard this before, but apparently in this case, it's even worse than it was before. This Mm. is an absolute, it's, it's just start running some vintage footage and give us like an hour and a half of of new stuff, man. I know. It's, it's. I know. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't, I, I totally don't get it. Like he's the guy, he's the guy. You know, like you, you, you get the script from the writers. Bruce Pritchard, I'm assuming, sort of weeds out the ideas. I mean, I don't know yeah. how it goes out. I'm just assuming. Yeah, I mean, my understanding is they, you know, they have their
2: writing staff and then they pitch ideas and the episode is written and then, you know, it all goes through Bruce, I would assume. And then uh, once that's done, it goes up to Vince and Vince looks over, gives notes and goes back down to the creative staff and, you know, so on and so forth. That's my understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it uh, gets to the point where Vince decides to start rewriting stuff himself, but uh, Yeah, it's just the indecisive aspect of it is, is interesting
1: uh, Let's uh, let's do this, just for the sake of like talking about this right now, let's do a raw preview now Alright, fair enough, there's some good stuff uh, that's at least previewed for the show Well also, who knows how much of this stuff will actually still happen I know, I know uh, First up, will Asuka be out for retribution on Sasha Banks and Bailey? Next, how will Drew McIntyre respond to Randy Orton's attack? And next, so, okay, those first two, you could totally not know what's going to happen on Raw, like, in terms of, like, you don't They're even need vague to. They're enough. They're you vague don't even, enough, too.
2: That could be anything, too, you
1: know? Like, yeah, last week when you're watching this, you're thinking to yourself, oh, I wonder how Drew's going to respond to Randy Orton's RKO. Oh, and I those are the only how, two right now if, uh, listed, at least
2: as of, like, maybe an hour ago on WB.com on their official well, then you have an official preview as of an hour ago.
1: Mm-hmm. This, this, was on, this was on Twitter, wasn't it? MVP versus yeah. Apollo Crews. The next for US two title. were on Twitter, yeah. And then also Shane McMahon is supposed to be on Raw. We'll see if that happens. I wonder what that's all about. Is he going to announce the draft? Maybe. I don't know. I kind of I do feel like Raw has lacked an authority-type figure, and it kind of needs that. You know, dude, yeah, I, I, don't,
2: th- th- I don't want Shane back in that role, though. This is terrible. The show dude. always
1: becomes about him. This is so bad. You know what I was actually thinking this morning, and I had to check myself? I kind of miss the days when stupid storylines like, oh, somebody's going to buy the WWE out from under Vince. <laughs> we're going on. Because it felt like you were part of a company. It felt like like, yeah, I know. more things were happening and it wasn't just this weird, nebulous, lawless time where like nobody really was. It honestly feels like the wrestlers have been ditched by like the writers and the producers and the owners of the company. That's what it feels like whenever I watch. Like, Oh, Stephanie will happen to FaceTime in. Oh, hey, Sasha, you can't do that. Uh, so you're going to have a match next week. Click. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. kind of a mess. Anyways, what do, what do the friendos think? I want to know if you guys want to see another draft. Do you guys think the rosters should be mixed and matched and moved around? Let us know in the comments below. Who do you want to see go to Raw right. or SmackDown yes, or, NXT or NXT or move brands? or Stay. Or not. Yeah, who do you want to see go to main event? Who who goes to main event? Baron Uh, Corbin should be the new figurehead of main event,
2: Larson. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Speaking of uh, plans changing, more indecisiveness. SummerSlam. So over the last couple weeks, we've heard uh, a bevy of rumors about where SummerSlam might take place. Would it be on the beach or on a boat somewhere in the northeast? Uh, WrestleVotes has potential update on that ongoing saga tweeting today that, quote, I've been told by two different sources over the weekend that the feeling summer SummerSlam will be happening outside the Performance Center. Seems like WD found a location, northeastern part of the U- U.S. No word on if fans will be in attendance or not just yet. So Vince's desire was uh, a show where fans would be there, even a small yeah. number, yeah, outside of the Performance Center. That seemed to be his criteria. Um, I remember reading at some point last week that WWE... You know, they, they held money of the bank on the roof of Titan Towers. Apparently, amongst their pr- production facilities, they have a ring set up as mm-hmm. well, um, which I think I read was used for the Firefly Funhouse match. Mm-hmm. So, that's mm-hmm. a possibility, because that is in the Northeast. Um, outside of that, I have no idea.
1: Well, let's take a look. I'm going to look at my COVID tracker. Largely. Oh, yeah, get your COVID let's tracker see here. up. Where's the map? I want the map! They promised me a map, and then there's I don't see a map here. Hold on a second. No map for you, Steve. I know, right? I just this is a very spur of the moment type situation. Here from the CDC. Let's see what they have to say. Hi, Stephen Larson. This is Doctor Fauci. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Okay, and so the north, yeah, it's the the northeast is a mess. Uh, But once you get north of uh, New York. Like Maine would be perfect. There's a lot of open areas in Maine. Yeah, there's also not a whole lot of people. Right. Uh but you know, you can uh, you can fix that. You can bring people, fly people in. People uh, will show up. They'll come out from uh, how far is it from uh, from Boston to I don't know, the the s- southern Maine. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, oh, I can zoom in. Cool. Hold on a second. <laughs> uh, you can find the,
2: the the county in Maine with the fewest cases.
1: Uh, let's see here. Okay. So, if you just go to Okay, go to Augusta. No, go to go to where is this? Portland, Maine. Go to Portland, Portland Maine. Yeah. Go to Portland, Maine. All right. What is this? Cumberland County. Only 68 deaths, 2,000 cases confirmed.
2: Yeah,
1: There you go. Or Sacco. So what about Portsmouth? That's a... What is that? Where is that? What is the state? I don't know. Is this New Hampshire? What is this? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah. Try that. And it's on the beach too. Or at least, or at least it's near the water. <laughs> it's near the water. <laughs> it's near the choppy Atlantic waters. I know. The Perfect cold, for summer slant. The Atlantic
2: on a rocky beach. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man.
1: I don't know. Well, they'll, they'll pull uh, anyways, something out of their ass.
2: Speaking of Rocks, the Rock bought the F- XFL. Uh, the recently bankrupt XFL, found itself a new owner is set to make it the most electrifying football league in all sports. Sportico, Sportico. Reported, reported today that, quote, the XFL has been sold to a group that includes former WWE superstar Dwayne The Rock Johnson, giving the bankrupt football league the kind of star power that many uh, that may draw even more non-sports fans. Johnson, an actor and producer who played college football at the University of Miami, the U teamed up with Gary Cardinals, uh, Redbird Capital, to buy the league just hours before a planned auction was scheduled to begin. They paid $15 million, splitting it evenly. Uh, Johnson's partner, or business partner, Danny Garcia, who is also his ex-wife, will be an equal stakeholder with him. The Rock took to Twitter to comment on the purchase, saying, quote, with my trailblazing partner, Danny Garcia, in Redbird Capital, we have acquired the XFL with gratitude and passion that built a career with my own two hands, we'll apply these calluses to our XFL brand.
1: Excited to create something special for the fans. Uh, $15 million. That's interesting, I guess. That's cool. I mean, I guess he probably looked at, the, number one, The Rock, just a, a, a complete household name mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he's verging on iconic status in American oh, yeah. pop culture. Um, and that that legend will only grow. Um. So good for him. Hopefully he can do something cool with it. It seemed like the early results before pandemic seemed fairly promising, Larson. Yeah. They, uh,
2: you know, the 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 change of presentation did a, a lot of good. The, the quality of the football was still really hit or miss week to week, team to team. Um. You know, I, I heard about some games are actually pretty fun and pretty exciting. A couple yeah. I watched were uh, a major snooze fest because mm-hmm. the quality of play wasn't that great. Yeah. Um. But that's some of those things that af- as you move through the season or several seasons in theory you hone the presentation uh you know you, you you get a team and keep them together for a few seasons they can develop together the quality of play in theory should
1: improve listen to this this is uh speaking of uh i don't know there's no segue here uh yeah that's interesting stuff according to white brownie is this true tnt what? programming alert week of august 17th through the nba schedule AEW dynamite We'll make the following shifts on TNT. The Wednesday, August 19th episode will air on Saturday, August 22nd That's at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The Wednesday, August 26th episode will air Thursday, August 27th. So just a day later at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. The Wednesday, September 16th episode will air Thursday, September 17th. I had not heard that. That's interesting. This is according to White Brownie here in the chat, and uh I, I, he's he's a he's a good friend of, so I'm assuming that's correct. but well, let's take a look here. Let's take a look at the uh what the old Twitter machine has to say. yeah uh, let us see anything? Uh, I don't see anything yet. That'd be like the most boring joke in the world if White Brownie just made that as a joke. Oh, TNT set out a press release, according wow. to White Brownie. Wow. Interesting. Interesting stuff. That's the
2: Well, the 22nd, then, that'd be uh the same day as TakeOver.
1: Before summer oh, oh, wow. All right. It's earlier in the day. Well, about an hour earlier. Alex C says it was it'd be such a weirdly well planned out joke too. I know, like he spent he has like a press release drawn up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I was watching a lot of basketball this past weekend. I could tell. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, okay. Jorge D backing up White Brownies exclusive. There we go. Got our own little band of uh, wrestling journos here in in the thing. So that's interesting. Uh, Anyways, let's see here. What's next? Uh, oh shop. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Now is the time Larson. when we get to talk talking and shop a mania uh, I watched it uh, live you watched it today, correct? I watched most of it Saturday night. Oh,
2: okay. Okay, not live after the yeah. fact. Yeah, and then Watched uh, the re- the last I watched the main event the boner yard match uh, This morning.
1: What was your big takeaway from talking shop a mania?
2: It was pretty silly, but that was the point of it. Um, they marketed it as the worst pay-per-view ever. True. Uh, throughout the show, they kept on uh, referencing what a pile of garbage it was. Yeah. Um, but again, that was the point of it. It was like a, an unwrestling show, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah. It was like an anti-wrestling show. That's exactly they, what I was thinking while I was watching they took,
2: it. They took all the spectacle out of it. Mm-hmm. Made fun of spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um... Took anything resembling a traditional wrestling match out of it.
1: It was the closest thing I could think of to anything friendomania would be. Mm-hmm. If we ever did a friendomania, it would closely resemble this. Um, the thing, one of the things that I really loved about it is that there were so many times where they were stationed. I mean, there's there's a bunch that I loved about it, but like in keeping with the low production value, I saw so many shots of action happening. On a long shot, which is like a wide shot, right? Yeah. Where you could see camera people filming stuff that would be from angles far more interesting, and yet they never utilized those camera angles. There was a lot of uh, interlacing issues with the footage as well. (laughs) Oh, that I didn't notice. Oh, really? It was
2: bad. There was a lot of interlacing.
1: I didn't see that. I would have noticed that. I always notice that stuff. Really? Really? That thought, must have been oh, right. on you. That must have been on your stream, I guess, because I didn't. I didn't see that on mine.
2: Yeah, there was a lot.
1: Oh wow, that's a bummer. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get none of that happened on my stream. That's maybe it was maybe it was the live versus the uh, <clears throat> versus the rebroadcast. Maybe could I be. Don't know. Could be. Uh, so yeah, so it kicked off with uh, like a really bad bat, but like an intentionally bad battle royal. Um, what was your? We'll just let's do this. What was your favorite thing of the whole thing? Because it's got to uh, be Carl Anderson and Maria dancing, right?
2: That was great. Uh, I, the chemistry between uh, Carl and Gallows and Rocky was really... They were funny together.
1: And Chavo as well.
2: And Chavo was pretty funny. The thing that may have popped me the most because it was so pitch perfect in terms of what it was representing was the 80s Russians. When they <laughs> came out with the lower third of the, in the timing of their announcement, Yeah, man, I just laughed because the presentation with the change and everything, I don't get when... You know, there was uh, 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 people that were doing the Russian gimmick in the 80s. Seemingly in the NWA, if that was your gimmick, you had the chains. And I don't know mm-hmm. why.
4: Mm-hmm. I don't
2: know why. Yeah. I still don't understand why. But, yeah. like, the presentation of it, the name, everything about it, just, I don't know. That's That made me laugh
1: a lot. Uh, I loved the spot in the – what was the the big fella's name in the Battle Royal? Oh, Freight Train? Yeah, Freight Train. I loved the the, the first bit with him. He comes in. And everybody just runs at him, and he just, the most lazy way possible, puts his hand on their back and sort of guides them as yep. they like flip themselves yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. The stuff with Carl uh, Anderson and Maria killed me. The line uh, I'd F Mike to get to Maria. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was good. I thought his extended dance sequence was hurt with her it was hilarious. I like the uh, the Bona Yard match was hilarious. The because uh, it was so long, it was so dumb, and you have like that fake AJ hand sticking yeah. out of the dirt. Uncle Carl and <laughs> yeah. Anderson looks like, he's like oh Uncle Alan, Uncle Alan, why didn't you save us in New York? Why didn't yeah. you save us? I know you tried, and that's why you went to the other show. <laughs> That, yeah. oh
2: my God, there was a lot of funny stuff all the, all, all the all the crap talk during the main event was really funny between uh, gallows and Anderson. there's a lot yeah. of details that were that were really funny. The presentation was was basically amateur, but
1: again, that was the point just the just the uh the the commentary throughout the show just cracking up over how stupid it was mm-hmm. I loved. Um, <laughs> asking Teddy Long getting on Penzer for not for having a dirty shirt on. Yeah, that that stuff made me laugh. I don't know, man. I thought it was I thought it was so much fun. I think nobody in wrestling says "mother effer the way Gallows does mm-hmm. as as Sex Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Why'd you hit me in my dick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't have to hit me in my cock. I know. Oh god, that
2: was what was the line? He says, "Uh, your 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 balls smell
1: like tuna fish." <laughs> yeah that was that was just hilarious man yeah the uh the edit uh jorge d has yeah i want i want chad to talk about it because like like it's hard like i didn't write any notes for this stupid thing no i didn't either uh jorge d says uh, the swoggle edit made him look like he was coming off the top rope and they just ripped into it they're like who edited yeah. this crap yeah i know that was hilarious white brownie's asking me to check my twitter i'm assuming this probably has to for do that with press release yes breaking breaking news Breaking news. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Wow. Yep. Oh, that'll be interesting. Got to throw off our whole routine. Yeah.
2: So at the end, though, uh, Chad Too Bad um, uh, defeated Sex Ferguson to retain mm-hmm. the championship. Mm hmm. Um, shoveled some some dirt on his front area a bunch of fireworks <laughs> went off and uh they teased maybe another show oh yeah uh, tony brings up the chavo versus uh chico match in in uh, gallo's uh basement gym that was pretty fun
1: i i did think it was funny when they had uh enzo come out and deliver just the most intentionally lackluster promo because like, it's literally the, the opposite of what like, we're used to with him. In his normal voice. In his, in his, in his, yeah, it, voice. yeah, exactly. In his normal voice, exactly. And the, the punchline is, I,
2: I knew I was going to lose money on this trip, and I, I sure I sure as hell did. Yeah.
1: Or AD says, how can we forget about the appearance of the legend Stang? He Slater as Stang. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they had like a sort of a uh, being the elite-esque Flashback mm-hmm. to contract mm-hmm. negotiations with, uh, that was, that was really fun to see. that. Well, I
2: thought the, the bit, as I mentioned, with the, the 80s Russian bit, the whole larger packaging of that about kind of poking fun at nostalgia and wrestling was actually kind of entertainingly done. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You had Willie Mac in there dropping
1: stutters and all that. It was, that was actually pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, yeah, so that was good stuff. Let us know what you guys thought about talking shop-a-mania in the comments below. Uh, and you know what I loved about it the most, though, is that like everybody in the wrestling world was talking about it. Like Randy Orton, like right before I was going on air, said... I hope this piece of shit, like you know, burns and cra- crashes and burns. But he yeah. used the hashtag, so he's obviously just trying to help them promote it. Everybody yeah. was, you know, just talking so much crap about it, trying to get people to tune in and how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the hour and a half headlock from the Nature Boy. Oh yeah, Paulie, the, Paulie, yeah. Um. Gary Macarthur here in chat says, going to the hospital tomorrow for some cancer bullshit, then a week of isolation. Wish me luck. Good oh, luck, Gary. luck, Gary. Best of luck. Best of luck. Uh, with that said, why don't we go ahead and start uh, answering some of these questions? Where do right? you want to do some mail? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. I have a ton of mail sitting here that I've had from Is there pre-pandemic. Is uh,
2: Doug Kokel? Because I know uh, he said he has sent us some stuff. So if you got something from Doug Kokel.
1: Give me one moment and I'll go right. find out I'll Steve's go gotta look- go to the mail room. I'm gonna go to the mail room it's So I guess while you do that I, I can I
2: can start answering some questions while you get while you get to that Of course you can submit questions for uh, our Monday mailbag on our Twitter Whenever you see the thread go up with Kevin board or Kevin board Kevin Nash whiteboard uh, uh Gif you know it's time for questions first up from Anthony seeing uh, Dwayne by the XFL today. And just seeing how insanely beyond wrestling he's grown, is there or can there ever be another talent that becomes as big or close to as big as he's become after leaving the business? I mean, like, John Cena's got the potential. And I think Becky Lynch does, too. Um, you know, it's, it's about getting opportunities, capitalizing on those opportunities. And, uh, you know, The Rock's ascent to the top of Hollywood wasn't overnight. It took a long time. It took a lot of opportunities, and eventually, it took him really getting into the Fast and Furious franchise when uh, he became essentially a top movie star in the whole world. Um, but it didn't happen overnight, so it's going to take time. But yeah, I think Cena could do it. And Becky could do it.
1: The clock is kind of ticking on Cena, though. the, the his, yeah. his appearance in the in the in the Fast and Furious franchise is really gonna. That's gonna. Yeah, I mean, that's what did it for the Rock. I'm not going to say it's a make or break by any stretch of the imagination, but it is going to be, at the very least, if that's not like a kicking off point, I don't know what could be. Mm -hmm. All Mm -hmm. right, so uh, local Doug Cokel. Yep. Should have brought a little knife in here.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, some people are asking about the date of the 24-hour stream. I figure you and I can talk about it after the show today and get that sure. ironed out Sure. so we can start. Patrick Sparks,
2: uh, associate wrestlers with sandwiches. What wrestler reminds you of a ham sandwich, chicken salad,
1: peanut butter and jelly, etc.? Otis is a ham sandwich. Otis is a ham sandwich. Otis is a ham sandwich. Who's the delicious, delicious on sourdough with four types of cheese, grilled cheese? Who's the cheesiest wrestler? A steak sandwich is Baron Corbin, because mm-hmm. he has successfully associated himself with steaks on his social media.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Cheesy. Here's someone oh,
1: that's cheese. a good one. I feel that. Jorge D says the New Day are peanut butter and jelly. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. K- kids love it. Very colorful. God, who's super cheesy?
2: What about uh no. Um I don't know, I'm having trouble with that one. Chicken salad.
1: you think I made for chicken salad? Uh Brock Lesnar. Because isn't he the guy who said uh turn chicken shit into chicken salad? Or at least oh, it, sure. like he, he had said that on air ones before, it was on a sure. point, I think. There you go. Uh let's see here. Uh so uh uh Doug uh, taught himself how to crochet with YouTube, and so uh, he he included in this with some scarves, some coasters, and some ear savers for face Ooh. mask ear loops. Cool! Look at they got some coasters here. Cool! Look at that! That's so oh, nice. That's great! This makes me wish it was like winter time. Because it looks so cozy. Look at that. Got a little scarf right here. Oh, man. That's cool. That's cool. Look at that one. It's like a slow wolf pack. That's very cool. That's going to be mine. That's going to be mine right there. That's cool. Oh, look. It's got the... For the masks. That's so cool. Right there. This this is like Constructicon colors.
2: Which one is it going to be for you, though? A slow wolf pack or Constructicon?
1: There's a bunch of stuff going on here. Well, you and I each get a Constructicon. Oh, cool. But then over here, we've got Slow Wolf Pack. You get purple and teal.
2: All right, fair enough. There you go. I guess I'll be the team colors for uh, the Sacktown Coldwater if I were to get that up and going on uh, in NBA. Are the Charlotte 20.
1: Hornets still a thing? Yeah, they are. Weren't they this colors? Yeah. Didn't they, didn't they add purple in their, in their stuff? Yeah, then? that's right. Purple and teal. Well, you can rip them off. Maybe easy uh, thought of one of the
2: best ideas ever with fans at the Rumble not looking the best. I guess the prospect of it. How about a cinematic Royal Rumble? What would it look like? And who are the early favorites to win each one?
1: Uh... Okay, who? Yeah, who is the favorite to win the Rumble? We're only five months out. I mean, you think it gotta be like? I'll go with Big E. Mm. I'm gonna say That's Big good. E's singles That's good. A uh, uh, run is gonna be successful, and he's gonna win. That the sounds Rumble. good. I like that. I like that a lot. This I got this piece of mail here from Carmen Childers. Should do you think the Rumble should be cinematic? I guess why not? I would say yeah. I would. I would be down for that.
2: Uh, short of them trying to find a way to do it really creatively rather than how they've been doing a lot of the cinematic efforts of late, which are just kind of brawls captured in, on slightly better cameras.
1: Well, yeah, but the last time there was a, a, a cinematic with the same well, sort of like... That was, it was a money in the bank thing, but also yeah, that, that was that was, like that like was, the that was a one. much larger space
2: to work with. Royal Rebel kind of has to be in a ring because the whole rule is you toss someone out. You know?
1: It's cinematic. You do what you want. I'm down for it. I mean, it's, dude, it's going to be one year. Alex Foster, if you guys
2: ran a wrestling promotion, how would Vince, Tony Khan, and others describe it? I doubt any of them would recognize the genius of Mecha Santa. They'd probably see fun wrestling, and Vince would be like, what's this early 90s bullshit?
1: (laughs) Uh, So Carmen Childers says, I've been a huge fan from the Machinima days and just wanted to send a small token of appreciation for the many hours of laughter you two and the friend over us have supplied. Carmen Childers. And it is a signed picture of Dr. Wagner Jr. Oh, cool. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. I'll put it up on the thing
2: back there. Uh, Fear and Loathe asks, you see that Melser is reporting you're going and Rob partner signed a huge deal to co-host a podcast with Hulk Hogan uh, called uh, You Got Me, Brother. How do you react to this news? So I open up Twitter and I wake up in the morning and Melser saying that Steve here signed a huge lucrative deal to host the new podcast, uh, Podcast Be Brother with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. How do I react? How do you react to that one? Um, I'd be like, "So what's the deal?" You thought I to do do our stuff. You were like,
1: "No, this is making me way too much money. Why would I bother with this?" <laughs> Number one, I would never say that. <laughs> uh, uh, I would do that. By the way, I would totally do that. Uh, and if I said, "Yeah, this is making me a lot of money," but uh, we'll figure something out. I'll, uh, it'll be like Murder She Wrote that season mm-hmm. where she focused more on like her friends than her. So I would do a pre-recorded uh, uh, thing because let's face it, the Hogan thing's not gonna last forever. so I'll be um, back, I'll be back, uh, but you know that's gonna get us a lot of exposure, drive a lot of traffic to the channel, make me personally a lot of money and uh, and yeah that that's 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 it, mattress man. that's happening. All right with the flip uh, happened that I was the one who was hosting it, how would you react to that? I would be like, that's rad like, you know, give it your all, whatever you need from me, uh, you have. I'm I'm am I could I could I take on whatever challenges are in front of me. Nick, two
2: questions. One, with rumors of the draft happening or t- supposedly taking place in October and November, should WB include NXT? Or just stick to Ron Smackdown. And also, would you guys do Quizzle Mania's new cinema quiz show if invited? Thanks, friend. So I'll answer the second part first. If this was like five years ago, heck yeah. Um, I do not keep up with movies as much as I used to. Um, So I, I, I feel like I would go on there and potentially embarrass myself.
1: Yeah, we do the same thing on Mania. Of course we're going to do it. Sign us up. Absolutely. Well, we I would, to I would film do it
2: school. because good. But yeah, I don't really feel that confident in how well I would do. Uh, should NXT be involved in the next WWE draft? Heck yes.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: I think that'd be awesome.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think you and I are of the same opinion that we feel like NXT should be considered properly a third brand. Like, I don't think they do. I don't think they do at all. Um, and that bums me out. I think that they had it right at Survivor Series. Like, hey, mm-hmm. we're this, you know, uh, uh we might be younger, or we might be newer, but we can compete on any level. And mm-hmm. they just went back, they immediately following that, they reverted it. Was, it was terrible. I was not happy about that. Um, JB the rocker here, uh, chimed in with 100 bits. Thank said, you. Been, a, been a fan for nearly four years and have loved every podcast you guys have done. You guys inspired my cousin and I to do our own wrestling podcast. Thanks for the laughs and keep up the great work too sweet and a hearty handshake. Cool. Uh Blake Elizondo,
2: what would the Firefly Funhouse match have been if it were 2010 Cena in the match? There would have been as much stuff to work with. There's a whole decade of of John Cena mythology that allowed him to do it. I mean, in 2010, that was the year he single-handedly buried the Nexus. Um yeah. I, so, agree I mean, with I that. guess you could have done something about that in in, in Bray Formerly known as Husky Harris, could have involved that in some capacity. L. Hi, Steven Larson. Which wrestlers do you think should cross over to the XFL?
1: Who would be the coaches? And it just says here, Mongo. Perfect. Perfect. Mongo McMichael. Keen mind. Um, who could so... Oh, here's a coach for you.
2: Uh, we don't see him much in the wrestling ring. Uh, he used to play football. Titus O'Neil.
1: Oh, yeah. Have him yeah, be a good. coach. That'd be good. I would actually would prefer they shift some commentary over to the XFL. So give me like, give me Morrow and Nigel McGuinness together as a team. And Nigel's like, you know, maybe not as up to date or as knowledgeable on American football as he is on, say, professional wrestling. Yeah. So, you know, he'd be like calling, you know, like tackles. He'd call them spears instead. <laughs> there you go. He'd there be trying go. to like figure out like oh what well, you know, he'd be like applying rugby logic to football to American or, football. Or or soccer. Or football. Rules. Football. European rules, football. Yes. Yeah. Yes. World, yeah, whatever it's called.
2: Uh Dominic Malnar, what is one thing that AEW can approve on? I think the debuts have been lackluster, especially Matt Cardona's. It doesn't seem like a huge deal. No big impact, just beat up some jobbers, hug Cody, and then commercial break.
1: Yeah, I've heard that sentiment echoed. I think that that debut was perfect for a person of his caliber. Um, I just... I'm really disappointed this women's tag thing is not apparently
2: going to be on Dynamite.
1: Yeah, but... I want to see the quality of the wrestling before I make that particular judgment call. Mm Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people being shoved together with no idea if there's any chemistry.
2: No, I understand. They're all pulling that.
1: from that. a wide pool. I'm not sure. Like if the wrestling is like outstanding, then yeah, they should be putting it on dynamite. If they have like veteran wrestlers that are teaming together, then and 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 tagging against each other, um, that we know can put on a good match, then put a couple of them on dynamite. That being said, you know. Who's Tenera Conti is teaming up with uh, um, Anna, Anna J. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that match is going to look like, and I'm not trying to crap on anybody. It's it's the same thing to me. It's the same thing as why you're having more developmental wrestlers on Dark. It's because the it's flat out wrestling ain't going to be that good. It's going to be serviceable. They're learning, yeah. but the wrestling ain't going to be that good. Do you want that on national TV? You know, there's Hopefully a reason we'll,
2: why it's on. We'll, we'll at least get maybe
1: the finals or semifinals on Dynamite or, or, or all Out. I'd or be surprised if the if 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 the finals weren't on on Dynamite. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. Uh,
2: forever, th. What is the biggest match WWE can do realistically before the end of 2020?
1: What is the biggest match they could do realistically? So, I mean, dude, the end of 2020 is still. Four months away, well, five mm-hmm. months away. Um,
2: well, it's got to be Sasha versus Bailey in terms of actual storylines going on.
1: That's true. That's true. I would think anything that involves Roman Reigns coming back, mm-hmm. um, if if things are safe by December, then that's that's probably the biggest thing they could do.
2: Yeah, this is from a, a dragon with Scott Steiner's Shoney's closed down. Yeah. What do you think he will do
1: now? I just hopefully wait it out. I know that like uh, one of the local uh, eateries here in town, Annie's, they closed down too. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they just, when things reopen, you know, whenever that's going to be, when things are safe, they're able to get back on their feet, you know? I mean, it's, it's a bummer. So much of that stimulus money evidently has been going to places that really don't need it. And the places that do need it aren't getting it. So that's, 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 I mean, I can't say it's necessarily surprising, but God damn, that's such a a drag that that the system works that way.
2: Uh, Rasslin Graham, since we're more than halfway through 2020, do you have any predictions to match the absurdity we've seen this year?
1: Man, I don't even want to start. I want it all to be boring again. (laughs) I want just normal, normal stuff again. That's what I want. Uh, Lord
2: Ziffer, should Big E go for the Intercontinental title first in a singles run or go straight to the Universal?
4: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie dot com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
2: Why, why, why choose when he can have both
1: uh, it goes for both at the same time? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah have him go to the, uh, the aircon all first should be like dude his singles run should be like career mode mm-hmm. you know just go, you go for the first one then go for the next one
2: Dalen Dula today you awoke in an alternate uh, timeline where everything is identical except that the creative directors of Raw and Smackdown are Neil Breen <laughs> and Tommy Wiseau respectively which wrestlers are thriving in this environment and which show is putting out a more entertaining product
1: why did Neil Brain sounds familiar? It does, but is that I a don't British know. name? So it's American filmmaker, dude. I don't. Yeah, never mind. I don't know. Is he just like a real? <laughs> okay, wait a second. No, I'm starting to know. who I'm starting to remember who this guy is. I think I've heard about this guy before. He's so like, okay, so people are saying he's just famous for making awful movies, like he's the other Tommy Wiseau. Um, I mean, I've only seen bits and pieces of the room, same here. And the thing about Tommy Wiseau that I'm not sure about this Neil Breen character Tommy Wiseau, he, he's got camera charisma, he does, he's got that, like, if he has nothing else, he has that weird face, and then he talks weird. Um. So yeah, uh, it would oh. be it would be Tommy Wiseau's
2: SmackDown then would be the by the more entertaining show.
1: I agree. Uh, Maggie here just used uh, Maggie Rita just used hundred bits uh, to ask about the poster that she sent us, and I do have it. I'm gonna go to the mail room. Oh, once. there you go, Greg Morris.
2: Oh, this question's for you. I'll wait then. Uh, Dusty Ballskin, isn't it crazy how back in 2016 Raw was a show and no one wanted to watch, and everyone loved SmackDown, but now in 2020 the roles are reversed. What do you think caused this to happen? It's changed like
1: that a couple times over the it years. It does. It changes all over the, all, all over the place. Uh, what uh, causes it? I think that uh, creative it's, priorities. It, you know, it's just the ebb and flow of who's doing creative where and what
2: storylines are focusing on. Like The whole pretty time much. when Shane McMahon was seemingly the whole focus of Smackdown, it brought down the whole show.
1: that was unbearable. You know, and before that it was pretty good.
2: Yep. Greg Morris, Steve, you're an alien. You need to cool. steal the top five or sorry, you need to steal the talent of five wrestlers like Space Jam. Who do you pick? Larson. <laughs> you pick one wrestler to tag with four Looney Tunes. Who goes over in a Survivor Series match? So essentially I need to find them the the, the the Michael Jordan wrestling So um, I guess I'll take I'll take i I'll take John Cena. John Cena. What?
1: John Cena would be great, by the way, in a Space Jam movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but for wrestling, what was my charge again? What am I supposed to do? You are an alien. Need to steal the talent of five wrestlers. Oh, wow. I would steal the talents of... Uh, well, I'm assuming they have to be, like, relevant today. I would uh, I would probably just take, like, the most powered-up guys. I would take uh, 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 Keith Lee... I would take uh, the Fiend because he's got weird supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. I'd take Randy Orton. Uh, I take uh, Roman Reigns, and I would take uh... Oh, Oscar. There you go. Uh,
2: Nate Shive. If you were given the chance to merge all three tag divisions on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, what are the first tag team feuds you're booking? We're able to do what now?
1: You merge all the tag divisions The WWE when oh, the first feud you book. Okay, but we, but the caveat is available now. Yeah. Like New Day's not available. Era. Usos.
2: Undisputed Era versus New Day would be tops.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would go with... Uh... You know what I would do? I would still do Undisputed Era, but I'd have them feud against Cesaro and Shinsuke. That'd be good. I think that'd be really good. That'd be good. There's a lot of tissue on this one. Uh
2: let's see here. Sean, what wrestlers would fit most if they were Ah, put look in... at this.
1: That's tight.
2: Oh, that's cool. There's
1: the money in the bank.
2: That's super cool.
1: One else goes falling. Thank you so much, Maggie. Thank you so much. I'm put this on the wall.
2: Uh, Sean asked what wrestler would fit most if they were put in a GTA world?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say Rich Holland. Oh yeah, that's good. That's not a bad answer. That's a good answer. Um... Yeah, that's good.
2: Uh, Tim Morris has an interesting question here. With Carl Fredericks being known as a lone wolf on New Japan, create a cross promotions, slow wolf pack. You got Baron and Carl Fredericks uh with the WWE and New Japan spots. Who would be the lone wolf representative for all from all the wrestling and impact?
1: Who's that's the be, lone uh, wolf? would yeah, be Adam Page then. From uh Well, no, he was a drinking buddy. I yeah, dude, I would have thought that before, but he's just really into drinking buddies now. So then I would think I would think Pac, but then he was in a faction too. You know what I would say is so this totally does and doesn't make sense, but I'd say Lance Archer. I know he's got Jake, but Jake is just sort of his mouthpiece.
2: Adrian C says Darby Allen. Darby Allen just kind of does his own thing. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. What about an Impact? Oh well, being the Impact expert here of the two, yeah, obviously. That's why. I, that's why I defer to you.
1: Uh, it'd be probably Moose. You know that dude is such a lone wolf. He just created his own division with the TNA Heavyweight Championship there title. There you go. Uh, oh, there you go. That's actually a good one. Haha, ha Jackson says Ed Edwards for TNA. He was the, the American Wolf. Yeah, that's what they call himself. Yeah. Uh,
2: NJWP, what wrestler would you want to cook your favorite dish for you?
1: Uh. Grand Metalik would cook some enchiladas for me because that sounds delicious. Uh, Baron could cook me a bone in filet. Wow, that'd probably be hella good. Or, yeah, yeah, if I were to go the ribs route, it'd be Baron with ribs. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a good one. That's a good one.
2: Andy Godwin, given the illogical and frustrating booking that Bruce has brought to the table, does it make being positive about the product harder each week? Uh, I don't know. I haven't Dude. really minded it I just don't feel like There's huge stakes And nothing seems like It's must watch You know You reference back To the days When WWE was You know Vince was worried About someone Buying the company Out from under him And, and these You know Huge storylines That seemed to impact More than just Participants involved Yeah Um. You know And uh, to a certain extent I appreciate That everything Is kind of A bit more grounded now To a degree Mm-hmm um, but I don't know. It
1: just, sometimes it just feels a bit mundane. So I saw new, you're right. I I was watching a clip cause it was like the anniversary of, uh, the 20, I guess it would have been 2016 draft. When, when was Finn called up mm-hmm. 2016, right? Yeah. And that first raw on how big it felt because of what you're talking about, the stakes involved, you know, they were debuting the new title. Um, they had that little mini tournament and Finn mm-hmm. Balor beat Roman Reigns and it was like a big deal. Yeah. And it's like, I just want that again. And I don't know, maybe you do need... I mean, for it not to play out in front of fans, it just doesn't feel as important. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of it for me, is that... And I think that's one thing that AEW has been able to do, I think, a little bit better, is that with the space that they're using, that kind of stuff does... It just feels more important when they're, you know, when, when, when matches are made or when championships are, are decided or whatever, like, I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't really feel that off from when there's fans. I mean, it does, but it kind of doesn't also. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's the, Their presentation just works more for me in accepting that these wrestlers are all in, like, a world that matters. Yeah. Because when there's no fans there, it's almost as if it doesn't matter. And I don't know. I honestly don't know if they could make it feel like it matters without fans being around, you know? I just, I don't know. I have such a strong association with like the fans being there and like, like the, the, the fact that fans are able to like determine to a degree, some storyline ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. like Sasha and Bailey. How do we know at this point that they wouldn't have been broken up because the fans would be so behind like the fans cluing in to like Sasha looking at the at at, at Bailey's yeah, title, yeah, 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 and them starting like the fans coming around to certain storylines. The fans can carry that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know, man. I don't. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing.
2: It is. It is.
1: It is. That's what I got. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it tonight. We'll be coming to you live right here at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson for our raw review. It goes up on YouTube right after that. So yep. uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs>